Shalom to all. Today's daf of Shabbos daf Kufmem Ches. We're starting Kufmem Zainav Beis. The bottom line, second word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Eloi Nishmas Mars Gittel Basr Biyakov. Her neshama should have an aliyah. And the Mishnah said, "Ve'ein machzirnas hashever." No setting a broken bone on Shabbos. Amr Rabchana Bagdusa Amr Shmuel Halacha machzirnas hashever. You are allowed to set a broken bone on Shabbos. Rabba Bar Rabchana Ikel Pompadisa. He visited Pompadisa and loy all apirkad Rabbi Yehuda. He didn't go to the Josh of Rabbi Yehuda. Shadri la Ada Dilo. So Rabbi Yehuda sent his attendant Ada Amr Le, and he gave. The following instructions: Zil Garbe, go confiscate the cloak of Rabbi Barachana until he comes to the Joshua. Azil Garbe, he went and confiscated it. Asa, so Rabbi Barachana came. Ashchei the Kadarish, he found that Rav Yehuda was darshaning in Machzirnas Hashever. You're not allowed to set a broken bone on Shabbos. Amr so he told him, Hachi Amr Rav Chana Bagdusah, Shmuel. This Rav Chana Bagdusah said in the name of Shmuel, Halacha Machzirnas Hashever. You are allowed to set a broken bone. So Amr Rav Yehuda told him, Hachana di Dan, Vashmuel di Dan. Chana is ours and Shmuel is ours, meaning they come from this area. Vleishmieli, and I never. Heard of that halacha? Vladvidina Garbasich, didn't I confiscate your cloak rightfully? Meaning, if I wouldn't have confiscated it, you would never have come to the drasha, and then I would have never learned this halacha. And the Mishnah said, Misha Nifika Yod Viragla, someone whose hand or foot became dislocated. Rav Avya Hav Yosef Kamed Rav Yosef, he was in front of Rav Yosef. Shanyale Yode, his hand became dislocated. Armale, he said, Hachimai, what about this? Meaning, am I allowed to do it in this position to put it back in? Usser, he said, it's Usser. Vahimai, what about in this position? Can I do that to fix my hand? Armale said, Usser, no go. Adhachi, meanwhile, Ispach Yode, his hand became better. So Armale Rabbi Yosef told him, what exactly were you asking when you asked me, am I allowed to put my hand in this position or that position? You were suggesting that you were allowed to put it back into place on Shabbos. Hatanan, we have a Mishnah. Misha Nifika Yadoy Ragle, someone whose hand or foot became dislocated, you're not allowed to massage with cold water. You are allowed to wash it like you usually would. If it gets better, then that's okay. So Amalei, so we responded, didn't we learn in our Mishnah, in Machzir Nasashever, you're not allowed to set a broken bone, but for Amar Avchanabag Yisam or Shmuel, Halacha Machzir Nasashever, that you are allowed to set it. So therefore, I thought. Perhaps this would also be mutter. So Amalei Rabbi Yosef told him, Are you weaving them all into the same weave? Just because we have a hetter regarding one thing, that doesn't mean that that's going to apply to some other part of the Mishnah. Wherever we have the memory of hetter, that's where we have it. Wherever it wasn't stated, so then we're not going to apply the hetter in that case. for finishing the third to last paragraph Shabbos. We should be zeichar to finish Mesecha Shabbos together and all of Shas together. And now we're going to talk about financial transactions on Shabbos. A person is allowed to borrow jugs of wine and oil from his friend on Shabbos. As long as he doesn't use the following language, Halvani, please lend them to me. He's not allowed to use the of Halva'a. A woman is allowed to borrow loaves of bread from her friend on Shabbos too. If the lender doesn't trust the borrower, so then the borrower can leave his cloak with him, and they can make a calculation. Shabbos, when Erev Pesach in Yerushalayim falls in on Shabbos, and this person forgot to purchase a carbon Pesach before Shabbos, so he's allowed to leave his cloak with the seller, and he can take a carbon Pesach, and he can make a cheshman with him after Yantif. And the Gemara says, What's the difference of using a terminology Hashileni, which is permitted, and Halveni, which is not? So told him, the lender is not going to end up writing it down. Why? Rashi explains that Hashileni it really means short-term loan. And since the lender is not afraid that he's going to forget about it because it's only short-term, so therefore he's not going to end up writing it down. But Halvani, which is really a long-term loan, so the lender might end up writing that down, and that's obviously us on Shabbos. But now the Gemara asks, sometimes during the week, sometimes the borrower actually needs to use the word Halvani because he needs a long-term loan. But he accidentally uses the word for a short-term loan. And the lender is not mockbit about the terminology that he uses. 
and the lender will write it down anyway. So B'Shabbos Nami, we should be afraid that on Shabbos also, Asi Lemechtev, he's going to end up writing it because when he hears the word Hashileni, he might think that the borrower is actually asking for a long-term loan and then he's going to write it down on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Amr Abai told Rav Abar of Chanun, skip the parentheses, B'Shabbos, on Shabbos, Kivin Hashileni Hudisharulei Rabbanon, the only thing the Rabbanon allowed him to say on Shabbos was Hashileni and Halveni Loisharulei, they didn't allow him to say Halveni, so Minkra Milsa, everyone's going to know what's going on, Velasi Lemechtev, and therefore the lender is not going to end up writing anything down. And now that we had mentioned the discussion between Rav Abar of Chanun and Abai, we have another one, Amalei Rav Abar of Chanun Abai, Mechti, Amar Abanan, they said, Anything we're doing on Yantif, we should try to change as much as we can from the way that we do it during the week. So, Hani Nashi Demayin Chatzvayu Maya, these women that are filling their pitchers up with water from the river on Yantif, my time why don't they deviate from the way they usually do it during the week? So he answered, because it's impossible to do so. Hey, what do you want them to do? Demayin Bachatzvayu Rabba, the ones that usually fill up with large jugs. So, you want them to fill up with small pitchers? Require them to walk back and forth a whole bunch of times, and that's a tircha on Yantif. And demayin bechatz vezuta, limu bechatz rabba, the ones that usually fill up with small pitchers. You want them to fill up with larger pitchers? Kamashu v'masui. So now they're carrying a much larger load than they usually do during the week. Kofam chesam beis on top. Nifrei sudra. Do you want them to spread a kerchief over the top of the pitcher to show that it's different? Also de schita. It's going to end up getting wet from the water that's splashing around, and then they're going to squeeze it out. Nichsayi benichtema. Do you want them to cover it with a lid? Zemnu demifsek v'asu lemiktere. Perhaps the rope that holds the lid to the jug is going to end up ripping and then they're going to end up tying it. Hilkach layafshir. There's no way to deviate, therefore they're allowed to do it the normal way. And Ramalei Ravabar Abchanol Abai, another conversation. Tan we have a Mishnah. Loi misapkin, no clapping hands, loi metapchin, no beating on chests, v'loi meraktin, and no dancing, v'yantef an yantef, v'kachazinin da'avdin, but we see the people do so, v'loi amrinol hu, v'loi midi, and no one tells them anything. So Abai told him back, according to you, Hada Amar Rava, Rava says, loi leisiv inishap humadila chayayo, a person should not sit at the entrance way to the mavoi, right near the lechi. Dilma Megander perhaps one of his objects is going to roll away from him, and he's going to bring it from the Rosh Hashanah back into the Mavui, which is Rosh Hashanah. But we still see the that people take their barrels, and they place it at the entrance way to the Mavui, and no one tells them anything. So Ella must be that something's going on over here. It's better that they're shagig and not amazed, meaning we know that these people are going to do it anyway. They're going to clap and beat their chests and dance and place their barrels at the entrance way to the Mavui anyway, even if we do tell them that it's wrong. So therefore, or we should just leave them, don't tell them that's wrong, so it's better that they're shagig and not amazed. And it's very important to know when we apply this and when we don't. And now the Gemara says, Sovereign me now, they thought, Hani mi that this only applies to when someone's being over Isra don't say anything. Afobid Daraisa, if they're being over Isra Daraisa, lie, you should definitely say something. The Gemara says, Vlahi, that's not true. It doesn't make a difference if they're being over Isra If you know that they're not going to listen to you, so don't say anything. And how do we know this? Because adding on to Yom Kippur, that's a chi of Daraisa. We don't start Yom Kippur when we usually start Shabbos or regular Yontif. We have to add on even a little bit more. That's a Chiyav Dairaisa. And nonetheless, we see that people eat and drink all the way until it gets dark on Yom Kippur. We don't tell them anything. So we see that even by an Isra Dairaisa, we apply the concept of Mutav Shiyu Shayigin Va'ayu Mizidin. Now the Mishnah said that a woman is allowed to borrow bread from her friend on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, It's only usher to borrow bread by saying halveni on Shabbos, but during the week that implies that you would be allowed to use this terminology of halveni, a long-term bread loan. The Gemara says, isn't like a Hillel. Let's say our Mishnah is not like Hillel. Now we have a Mishnah. Hillel says, A woman should not lend a loaf of bread to her friend until they evaluate how much money it's worth. Why? 
perhaps the price of wheat is going to go up, and it's going to turn out that we have an issue of ribis. Now, even though ribis is only when it's prearranged interest, there's still an issue of called sa'a besa'a. One may not loan a sa'a of grain, even though he's receiving back a sa'a, because the price might go up in the interim, and then the borrower is going to end up paying back more than he received. So we see that Hill is not like our Mishnah. Hill says that a woman may not loan a loaf of bread long term. So the Gemara says a filo tame Hillel. We can even say that our Mishnah is like Hillel. Our Mishnah is talking about where there's a set price of bread, such as in Eretz Yisrael, it's called Mechir Mem Shalti. There's a certain set price of bread, and even if the world market value of wheat goes up in price, nonetheless, we're not going to have any issues of ribis, so therefore, we're allowed to lend bread for bread, even if it's long term. But Haba Hill was talking about an area where the price of bread was not set, and therefore, if the price of bread goes up, it's going to turn out that there's an issue of ribis. And we had said, the lender doesn't trust the borrower, so he can require the borrower to leave a cloak by him as collateral. The Gemara says, Itmar, Halvas Yantef, a loan that happens on Yantef. Rabbi Yosef Amr, this is not claimable in court. You may not go to court to be Taveya it. Varaba Amr, you could be Taveya it in court. Rabbi Yosef Amr, if you're going to say that you are able to go to court, then the lender is going to write down what he lent the borrower so that he doesn't forget so that he could go to court. Therefore, it's not Nitalitava, you can't be Taveya in court. Rabbi Amr, he says, you could be Taveya in court. If not, then the lender is not going to lend it to the borrower. And he's going to prevent Simchaz Yantef from this person. He's not going to have what to eat on Yantef. The Gemara says, Tanan, our Mishnah had told us, if the lender doesn't trust the borrower, so then the borrower leaves his cloak with him. So, if you're going to say, you can't be Taveya, a loan from Yantef in court. That's why the borrower has to leave something with the lender. And then he can make a cheshman with him after Shabbos. But if you say that a loan that was done on Yantef or Shabbos could be brought to court, so why does he have to leave a collateral with him? Let the lender give it to the borrower, then be Tevea him in Bezdin after Shabbos or Yantif. It must be that it's Lainet Nili Tava, and that's why he has to give him a Mashkain. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a proof of our Mishnah. Amar, the lender says, I don't want to have to schlep to court and have to deal with all the judges and the whole procedure. It's too much of a mission, but it's still very possible that it is Nit Nili Tava, and nonetheless, he doesn't want to have to schlep to court, so that's why he's taking a collateral. And now Masa Ravidi Ravan, Ravidi Ravan is going to ask a question of Yosef. Now, for a little bit of background, the halacha is that Shvius or Shemitah, the seventh year, is Meshamit loans, meaning if someone owes money and hasn't paid it back by Shemitah, then the loan is off, no need to pay it. However, this happens at the end of Shemitah and not at the beginning of Shemitah. So here we have this. A person shechted a cow, and he distributed it to his friends. So in essence, he gave this to his friends and now they owe him money for it. And this happened on Rosh Hashanah at the end of Shemitah. And so now the Brisa says, If it was a leap month, which means that there was going to be two days of Rosh Hashanah, and he shechted this cow and distributed it, meaning he lent money to his friends on the first day of Yantif, Meshamet. So then Shemitah is going to be Meshamet alone. Why is that? Because the first day of Rosh Hashanah turns out that really it's the last day of the Shemitah year, which means he lent them money on the last day of Shemitah, and therefore Shemitah is going to be Meshamet alone. But the Brisa says, If there was only one day of Rosh Hashanah, meaning it was the first day of the next year, and Meshamet, Shemitah is not going to be Meshamet alone because in essence he he lent the money on the first day of the new year. And now here comes the question, if you're not able to be Teve alone, that was done in Yontif, my Meshamet, what does it mean in the Reisha this Brisa that we said the Shvis is going to be Meshamet alone if there was two days of Rosh Hashanah and he shechted this cow and lent it on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, what does it mean Shvis is Meshamet it? Since it was done in Yontif anyway and you can't be Teve alone that was done in Yontif, that means in essence there was no real loan that took place that needs Hashmata by Shvis. So the Gemara answers no. Shani Hasim is different. The Gloy Milsa Dechalhu, since we had a second day of Rosh Hashanah, so that reveals retroactively that the first day of Rosh Hashanah that he had shechted and lent
lent this cow on really was a weekday. So then it was a proper loan that he could have been Tevea, and that's what we have to say, that Shvius nonetheless was Meshamet that loan. So now we try to ask a question from the Seifa, Tashmami Seifa. Im love the Seifa had said, meaning there was only one day of Rosh Hashanah and a Meshamet, then it's not going to be a Meshamet alone. So we have a Bishlam and Nitali Tava. If you're going to say a loan done on Yantif is able to be Nitba in Bezdin, Hanudiktani, that's why it says in the Brisa, and a Meshamet, that the loan is not Meshamet, meaning you could go to Bezdin and you could be Tevea this money. El Yamit Tava. But if you or Vyasef are going to say that a loan done on Yantif cannot be Nitba in Bezdin, so am I ain't a Meshamet? Why is it not going to be Meshamet this loan? This loan was done on Yantif and he's not able to be Tevea in Bezdin. So the Mark explains not a problem. What does it mean that it's ain't a Meshamet? It means the Shakil, that if the borrower decides to give the money to the lender, then the lender's allowed to accept it. Meaning, really, he's not able to be Tevea this loan in Bezdin because it was done in Yantif. But nonetheless, if the borrower decides to pay the lender, the lender's allowed to take it. So the Gemara says, Mechlal, that implies the Resha. Then in the Resha, this Brisa, if the borrower decides to give the money to the lender, that the lender's not allowed to accept it. Is that so? So the Gemara says, you're right. In the Resha, that the loan actually took place on Shemitah itself. It was the last day of Shemitah. The lender has to say, I'm a Shemitah loan. I don't want to take it. Seifa, but in the Seifa, when the loan took place after Shemitah, even though he's not able to be Tevea and Bezdin, the lender doesn't have to say that I'm a Shemitah loan. And if the borrower decides to pay him, so he's allowed to accept it. And how do we know this is true? Because if not, we have a Mishnah. Someone that returns a loan on Shemitah, and he really doesn't have to because Shemitah is the lender has to tell the borrower, meaning, I refuse to take it. But if the borrower tells the lender, nonetheless, I want you to take the money, then the lender is allowed to take it from him. Mishim Shanemar, because it says in the Pasuk, talking about Shvi'is being Meshamit loans, this is the matter of Shemitah. And the Lima that we're learning from this Pasuk is Devar. This is the word of Shemitah, meaning the lender actually has to say, I'm not taking the money back from you. And only after the borrower says, I want to give the money to you, so then the lender is allowed to take it. And now in regards to loans that were done on Yantif, the Gemara concludes, Rav Avia Shaka he would make sure to take a collateral. Rav Barula Marume, he would pull off some sort of trick. After Yantif, he would go to the person's house, borrow an object from them, and not give it back to them until they pay him for it, the stuff that they borrowed on Yantif. The Mishnah said, V'chein Erev Pesach. Am Rabbi Yechanan, Maktish Adam Pischei B'Shabbos, a person is allowed to be Maktish as carbon Pesach on Shabbos, meaning he doesn't have a carbon Pesach, and he has a brand new one, he's allowed to officially establish it as his carbon Pesach, even though it's Shabbos, and his carbon the Gemara says, name him Let's say our Mishnah is a proof to him. Erev Pesach in Yushalayim that turned out to be Shabbos, and this person forgot to purchase a carbon Pesach. So he could leave his cloak with the seller. Take a carbon Pesach. after The Gemara says it's not a proof from our Mishnah. What's our Mishnah talking about? That this person is leaving his cloak by the seller. It's really other people had already formed a group for the carbon Pesach, and now he's joining that group on. Shabbos. This carbon Pesach was ready Kaddish before Shabbos. It's just that this person wants to join the group on Shabbos. They tell him you have to pay us. So then he's allowed to give them his cloak. And then after Yantif, he makes a cheshman with them. But not that you're allowed to be Makdish a carbon Pesach on Shabbos. The Gemara asks, how could it be that he's allowed to join in with their group on Shabbos? We have a Mishnah. You're not allowed to join in with a group for a Behema on Yantif. So how is he allowed to do so on Shabbos over here? The Gemara says, Shani Hacha, this case is different. Since he's always part of the group, command the Imni 
Beimei Karadami. It's as if they already appointed him as part of their group. It's just that these are the technical details that he's working out. But it's not like joining a group Bitchila on Yantif. Now the Gemara is going to ask a question on our original halacha that Rabbi Yechelen said that you're allowed to be makdish a carbon pesach on Shabbos. But Tanu Rabbi Shai, Rabbi Shai taught in Abraisa, Hoylech Adam Etzel Raya Haragel Etzloi. A person is allowed to go to a shepherd whom he's used to buying his carbon pesach from. Venaisen Leitle. The shepherd gives him a sheep lepeschay for his carbon pesach umakdishay and he's makdish it viyetzivay and he can use it as his carbon pesach. So the Gemara answers Hasam Nami. That case also keeping the Ruggel Etzloi since this person usually purchases his carbon pesach from this specific shepherd akedushay lemei kara. So the shepherd makes a kaddish for him already before Shabbos. So it's not a problem to do so on Shabbos. The Gemara says, Makdish Katani. It says that this person himself is Makdishit, implying that the shepherd didn't do anything for him. The Gemara says, No, Hektish Ilui Midrabanan. We're talking about a specific Hektish that's only Midrabanan. The shepherd was already Makdishit before Shabbos for him. However, there's a halacha Midrabanan that the person who's bringing the carbon, he has to be Makdishit, even if it was already Mikudash beforehand. So that's why he's allowed to do so on Shabbos. It's just a Dirabanan type of Hektish, and that's why he's allowed to do so on Shabbos. The Gemara says, Does Rabbi Yechon really allow you to be Makdish something on Shabbos? The Allah is like a mission that doesn't have the name of Atana attached to it. Utinan, and we have a Mishnah, no making anything hectic, no doing any sort of erichin or cherim vows, we're not allowed to take up Chumar or Meiser, and that was all said on Yantif, for sure you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos. So we have a very clear mission that says you're not allowed to do any sort of hectic on Shabbos. And Rabbi Yechon and Paskin is like a Stam Mishnah. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, no problem. The first halacha from Rabbi Yechon is talking about a chayv that has a set time. Karma Pesach has a set time, and if you miss it, then you're done. So therefore, you're allowed to be makdashin on Shabbos. The Mishnah is talking about something that doesn't have a set time for it, so therefore, there's no reason to be able to be makdashin on Shabbos. Therefore, there's no steer between Rabbi Yechon and Paskin, like a Stam Mishnah, and this halacha from Rabbi Yechon, that you are allowed to be makdashin on Shabbos. Everyone should have a wonderful day.